Welcome back to MarTech Zone Interviews. In today's episode, we speak to award-winning Microsoft storyteller Miri Rodriguez. Ms. Rodriguez is responsible for finding, crafting, and leveraging stories that motivate and connect with the modern consumer. In her book, Brand Storytelling, Ms. Rodriguez is offering practical tools to help you become a skilled brand storyteller, both at the personal and business levels. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. This has been quite a year in 2020 with the social injustice and COVID uh, pandemic. And I think that this is a topic worth discussing. You know, some of these brands out there uh, uh, seem incredibly authentic and are sharing valuable information and really building a relationship with the consumers. But others out there just aren't that authentic. And uh, they're really being railed against, uh, especially on social media. Uh, Mary, you wrote this uh, book, it seems, just at the perfect time. Oh, man, I tell you, I when I began writing this book, I had no idea clearly when it was going to publish. In fact, the publishing was pushed out a couple of times. It was originally going to be uh, last year in summer, then it was December, and then the date was March. No idea that beginning March you know, 2020, COVID would hit, and then this entire, you know, just racial injustice. And I think it feels different this time than any other time. In our history, and and when I when I did this this I did an entire um, uh, research around what consumers are expecting from the brand, and it's exactly what you mentioned, Douglas. It's exactly about um, they're expecting brands to have a stance, a political stance, a social advocacy stance, and what they do or don't do uh, will will mean the equity for what the brand is doing in the future. So it's a, it's a time to really stand up and, and speak. We talk about humanizing the brand all the time. Well, this is the time to be human. This is it. And if brands are not doing it, they will be remembered for that. Mary, what is the difference between brands that come off sounding uh, authentic and are really making that connection with consumers and those that are really in trouble right now and, and really getting beat up online? So yes, I've been consulting with brands of all sizes in different sectors and industries. And, and I can tell you the brands that show up authentic are the ones that are asking the right questions. They are truly caring. They want to know what the customer needs in this moment. They're not about the sell, about the bottom line. They've asked me questions such as, hey, should I pivot my service right now? Should I change my brand mission for what it stands? Should I look at my tone that exists today? Uh, and these are, these are moments where they're showing up and they're saying, I, I want to help. I want to make my customer my humans feel that I care for them. The ones that are showing up authentic, uh, inauthentic are the ones that are continuing to, to believe that they can draw from a brand equity that they've built up until this point in a time where people don't need normal. We are not normal right now. We are, we're all stressed out. We are all in pain. We are all, you know, it's just so many emotions. Emotions are raw. And if brands continue to do what they've been doing, they do show up in authentic because they're not showing they care. So brands that even, even brands that didn't even consider even changing their brand mission, for example, and now they're asking, Hey, my brand, you know, my brand stood for this. Should we add any more core values 
that represent what we care for today, that tell our customers that we care. Those are the ones that show up authentic. Uh, and, and the demand is from the consumer, okay, now you're saying nice things, how are you gonna show it? So it's a tied value to the immediate action that needs to happen like right away. If they talk the talk and they don't, they don't you know, walk the walk, uh, again, customers are noticing and they will remember. Oh, that really hits a chord. And I think, I think you're really nailing it that uh, words without action aren't going to make a difference. And it's a pet peeve of mine. I'm an old guy and I've been around a while and I've seen, uh, I've seen us go through some of these periods of strife before and everything's going to change and everybody talks about changing and nothing does. So words without action. I love that. So take action. Uh, let's move on. So one of the things that you do talk about are five essential elements to humanize your brand through storytelling. Can you give us a brief walkthrough of those five elements? Absolutely. You know, when I started working uh, in this field for storytelling, uh, I came in, in, the, in the engineering field of Microsoft. And the idea of that was to think about stories uh, that were about our digital transformation inside Microsoft and how we were having our own challenges in this whole process of going digital. And so it was really a hard time for me. It was daunting, the job itself, because I was like, how will I marry these very technical stories to something that is human, to something that we could simplify and tell, tell us that once upon a time. Um, and so at the time I was actually finishing my master's and one of the projects was to uh, get certified in design thinking. So I used the design thinking model and said, maybe I can just prototype stories. And I learned, wow, these five steps of design thinking can help any, any brand truly, at the simplest form, transform their, their brand storytelling. Number one, it starts with empathy. That's the first step of design thinking. And empathy can go so far. Uh, I mean, I can tell, tell you I've been transformed by this entire thing personally. Uh, empathy has three levels of empathy. It, it talks about cognitive empathy. They are human. Uh, we continue to remember, remind ourselves that our clients are human even don't even use the word client, say, hey, my human, my human. And that really helps you understand that we're talking to humans. The second one is emotional empathy, talks about we are human, you insert yourself as a brand. When you, when you, when you humanize your plan, brand at that level, at the empathy level, then you can allow yourself to make mistakes. You can allow yourself to not show up polished all the time. Your brand is human and you can, you know, people are more willing to forgive little mistakes that they see you're trying as we all humans are. And the last one is, is compassionate empathy. And it's you truly at the very individual level from a CEO down to a customer service rep saying, hey, I'm human. I'm going through these emotions. This is what I'm feeling. So empathy starts there. That's the first step. The second one is ideation. You ideate the story mission. You say, hey, what do I want my story to do? How do I want it to land with these humans? What is the ultimate outcome of me telling the story? You ideate the characters. You ideate the antagonist, you ideate the plot and the conclusion, which are the basic elements of story. And then you, I'm sorry, that's define, you define those. Then you ideate, uh, brainstorm, you brainstorm ideas on how to best deliver that story. So you empathize again, you define that story mission and those characters, and then you, you um, ideate, then you prototype. You say, hey, if I want, if my humans right now are talking on social media, what channels are they on? Uh, how do they like their content to be consumed? really thinking about where they're moving because our customers are moving from channel to channel all the time. A new social platform can be born. So you don't have to be everywhere. You just have to go where the customer is. 
And the last one is to test it, right? So if you create these prototype stories and you say, hey, I'm going to go tell a story on Twitter or on Facebook, um, immediately you will know if the customer tunes into it because it's emotional. The stories that we create at the empathy level are emotional. So you, you see, you test them. And if they don't work, then you can just, it's a cycle. It's a low cost, low effort prototyping idea of going back and forth and failing fast uh, to tell stories that really do matter. We've done this, we've tested this. It has been completely successful for us at Microsoft and beyond. Uh, and that's why I talk about it now. And that's why people were like, you need to write a book about this. And that's why I did, because it really does work. And when you're telling these stories, one of the things that you touched on in your book was the Robin to Batman effect. And I thought that was a fascinating look. It was actually, it reminded me of, I had taken a uh, stand-up comedy class. And one of the things that they talked about in the class was that you almost always have to be the underwhelming character in the story or in the humor. Uh, we laugh at deprecating humor, self-deprecating humor and everything else. And you always want to be punching up instead of, you know, punching down. And so you talk about this, you know, from a perspective of, of a brand as well, that the brand doesn't want to be the superhero. The brand isn't the central character in this. It's that the, the, you know, the sidekick is the central character and it's the one that, uh, and it's the consumer that you emotionally involve yourself with and, and relate to. Can you talk about the Robin to Batman effect? Absolutely. You know, in my research, um, I found that customers are expecting the brand to enable them, to help them win. They want, they, they're asking the question, how do you make me better? Uh, there's, there's a new term, newer, not, I mean, newish, not so, so new. And it's, it's this idea of purposeful buying, right? So, so now customers are looking at, let's say I want to buy two smartphones. And I consider both are good, both have different features. But the one company that represents uh, a bigger social stance or help to the environment, I'm being purposeful with my money to say, if I buy this, I am contributing to this brand. I'm contributing to those core values that the brand represents. So, so this idea of Robin to Batman is the, the brand needs to step off and making the product or their service or goods the hero uh, and letting, them the cust letting the customer win. We're the psychic. We enable them. We we prepare them. We, we, if, if they win, we win, right? So, um, you know, when I, I talk often about Microsoft, I've been here almost eight years and I've seen the transformation uh, when Satya came in, Satya Nadella as our CEO, and he enabled this idea. You know, our, our mission before was a PC on every desk and every home. That's, that's what we were setting out to do. Device, 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 right? And then, and then we now moved from software, device, and all these things. And then our mission became to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Nowhere in that mission is a product ever mentioned. It is us empowering every person and organization. Essentially, we're saying, we make you better. We make the world better through all these goods and services, whatever they may be. But really, truly, you're the Batman and we're going to help you win. And brands that do that, you know, they become customer centric that way, really, really position themselves where, where they look at their product no longer when they're marketing, when they're talking about them, they no longer look at it as, hey, this, here's my new feature, here's my new product. It doesn't even matter. There's so much competition and there will always be competition. So truly when, you, when you're saying this is why it matters to you, this is why we want to see you win, the customer leans in and wants to learn more. Well, and I guess ultimately 
a consumer doesn't relate to a brand, but they can relate to another consumer or another story about a consumer, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we're coming from is that uh, I can get an emotional connection by observing what your brand does for another customer, uh, not necessarily, you know, just looking at the products and features, you know, from the brand itself. That's right. That's right. And, and, and in the book, I talk about exactly that. Like when you revisit your brand mission, I mean, we have mission statements for our brands. And more often than not, these mission statements talk about my company exists to do this and to do that in the products and whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody even remembers. When you say, uh, you know, I'm, I, we do this for you or this is what, what it helps you feel. Uh, that's, this is how you feel when you touch our product, when you come in contact with our brand. They lean in. It is, you know, we know very well, um, you know, buyers are emotional. Then they rationalize, rationalize their buy with logic. But more, more often than our brands want to logically explain their products instead of hitting the emotion. Well, that's fascinating. You're actually making me rethink my mission and vision statement for the new startup that I started. <laughs> well, you know what? If you don't have a copy of my book, I'll send it to you. Hopefully it, uh, it'll help you with your new, with your new company. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, of course. Now, you've had an incredible career, and obviously Microsoft has some incredible resources to get to achieve you know, the results that they're gaining uh, with this. But one of the things about this process and just being transparent like this is that it doesn't require an entire team, right? That if I'm a uh, sole proprietor of a company and I'm resource shy and maybe budget shy, I can still achieve these these results, correct? A hundred percent. You know, I think a lot of people get so they so get so wrapped up with the idea of storytelling and where to start and what it means, and I have to create big stories. It really is not about that at all. It truly is about getting back to the heart of why you exist as a brand. If you can explain that to a five-year-old, that's the story. If you can say, hey, if, if my, this is what my company does. This is why it exists. That's the story. It's as simple as that. So there's, there's two parts of brand storytelling, right? So there's the story of the brand. The brand was born one day. It grew in size. It, you know, it has this mission statement. It set out to do something specific in the market because there's a need. That's, that's a story in itself. And then the the other pieces of brand storytelling is how you're going to explain this to your many audiences, to your hybrid audiences, and to the world. We live in a digital world, so even the target audience that you don't have, other audiences, external audiences, are looking at what your brand is doing. And, and truly, they become part of that story. So, so consider, again, consider all your characters and how, where in the world is brand placed in and what does it do. That's as simple as that. And then you know, we are all storytellers. We are all, we have this cognitive ability before the alphabet was invented, before any written form of communication. We just told stories. We just forget to bring that very, very simple ability that we have to be able to share why our brand exists. Oh, I can't wait to dig into this book. Uh, <laughs> I really need it. Now, be, now before we, uh, before we close out the conversation, uh, I would love for you to share one more thing with us, and that's that you talked that, uh, about some magic tricks that people can use to rev up their brand story, and that can make it enchanting, unforgettable, and really make it action-oriented. Can you share those? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's one about uh, finding the story setting, uh, and that really means sometimes we get we overlook 
where the stories are. You know, a setting is anywhere where your customer or a potential customer it comes in touch with the brand and, and says something about their brand or, or it has an insight about the brand. And that is a story in itself. We forget sometimes that our customers are talking about our brands all the time. They're sharing things. We, we share things that we love. We, we are out there. We're talking about it. So find the setting. Don't just create a setting for the brand. Find out where, where the potential customer is. Go out there and find it. Visual elements are so important. So important. A lot of people forget. And I don't mean high production, high resolution uh, videos. Again, these are low cost, low effort ideas. But when you, when you think about what, what a visual can mean, it's one simple, even you know, home video is the visual element to the story. So think about that. Also reassess the assets. Use the assets that you already have. You know, a lot of brands have already created their own assets. How can you look at them? How can you repurpose them? How can you um, bring them into a space like this? In a moment where we're talking about uh, social injustice right now and racism, how can you look back when your brand started and the mission that it had, and how can you bring those same messages and make them relevant today? That's that's really important. And 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 you know when you think about uh, the, the visual elements, think about when it's it's creative. It's not just. I often ask people. If your brand had a smell, what would it smell like? You know, if it had a color, what would it look like? So think about that typography. Those are those are very important elements as well. Well, and as we started out the conversation, I can I, I can think of no better time for a company to take a step back and really analyze how they're impacting customers, how they're impacting society, uh, and how they're making a difference. And and obviously, brand storytelling is at the core of that so that they can get consumers to understand their purpose and their vision and their mission and how they're helping one another. I thank you so much uh, for taking the time for this interview today. And, uh, and I really look forward to sharing, uh, reading the book more and finding out more information on, on the process. Thank you for having me. And, and if I can leave your listeners, your audience with one word, it, it's vulnerability. It takes it takes a lot of vulnerability for us to dig deeper into our hearts, uh, to be empathetic to ourselves, to others, uh, and to what's happening right now. All of us have been affected on so many levels uh, from everything, from COVID, from just like year 2020 has been intense, uh, to say the least. Um, but it's, it's, it's incredible if we can take the time to acknowledge, we don't even have to do anything with the feelings, just acknowledge them. And by that practice alone, we're able to actually empathize with ourselves, with others around us, and stories come from the heart. And so when we can dig into our hearts, we can find intuitively, intuitively those stories. We can find intuitively how we're going to connect with our customers if we truly do care. Well, Mary, thanks again for spending the time. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, you have transformed the messaging there at Microsoft, and it's obvious, uh, you know, through their advertisements and. Uh, what they're able to achieve for clients that they are doing an incredible job at brand storytelling. And it's something that all of us can learn from. And obviously you've written a book about it, brand storytelling. We will have a link to that on our show notes. Uh, so please go check that out. We also have the social media links on where you can find Miri online. And uh, if you enjoyed this interview, the way that you can show applause is simply by doing a review. It doesn't matter what platform you're in, whether you're on uh, Google, 
uh, Spotify uh, or Apple, if you just took a few moments to write a review and put it up there, that makes all the difference on how people are able to find us and how our audience is able to grow. Once again, this is Douglas Carr. Thank you so much from Martech Zone. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a reader. Uh, I can't appreciate uh, your patronage enough. Thank you so much for having me. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.